judgmental energy coming out. As you should. You should feel judged. I don't know if you could see, because Spotify has started doing, like, genre mixes, artist mixes, and decades. So my genres are, like, rock, pop, indie, whatever. But then my artist mixes today are Churches, Andrew Lloyd Webber, The Beatles, Elton John, Phil Collins, and ELO. I've never... I've never heard anything that describes who you are as a person better I'm, than that I'm list. a dad. I'm a dad, and I'm also someone who, like, theoretically would have fun at a rave. <laughs> We're not talking about that today. Nope. Nope, we are doing uh, take two. Yeah, I would like to point out that we if I sound like none of this is a surprise, it's because it's not. We've literally recorded this already. No, tell the nice people what you did. <laughs> so, so... It's a great story. So we sit down to record. We usually we record the mini before we record our full episode. We got to warm up a little bit. Uh, so that's what we did. We sat down. Emily goes, is there there's some weird sound on your end? And I'm like, I, I'm not doing anything. I don't hear anything. Everything seems fine. We recorded the episode. We figured it was a connection issue. Um, it, it, and it was a connection. It was issue. a connection issue. <laughs> Uh, not internet, uh, hardware connection issue. I had not plugged in my mic. And uh, the microphone on a uh, MacBook Air, not quite good enough for not this. Not quite the uh, professional audio quality that you get from... I don't know if I'd call it professional audio quality. I'd say we're not sharing a microphone like we did <laughs> in the early stages of this podcast. All right, we're going to talk about getting vaccinated. We are... Uh, so yeah, we wanted to do an episode on the COVID vaccine because both Emily and I have gotten our first shots. Yes. Uh, we will be getting our second shots the week this episode comes out, I believe. Yeah. So we should be full on lizard people by the next episode. Yep. We'll have windows installed and everything. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to run windows. You get more viruses that way. I want to get the Apple vaccine. <laughs> My sources for this episode are the CDC, the Mayo Clinic, and Johns Hopkins. I also uh, leaned very heavily on an article from The Atlantic who I Why do I just link to these and not actually write down? I do the same thing. What they are. The article is entitled, How mRNA Technology Could Change the World. It's very good. I'm going to do a very brief primer on how mRNA vaccines work, but you should go read that if... I mean, if it's something that interests you, go read that back, that article, because it's pretty interesting. I thought so. It is so. very interesting. <laughs> As Emily knows, because she's heard all of this before. It's fine. It, it'll be like studying for a test. So up until about December, most vaccines worked off this very simple principle. You introduce a small amount of weakened or inactivated virus into your system. Your immune system then learns to recognize it. And when and if you later encounter a live strain of that virus, then your body already knows how to fight it off. It's very cool. It's, like, it's miraculous technology. It has saved millions of lives. Uh, so, But the two primary COVID vaccines in the U.S. right now, Moderna and Pfizer, these are the first vaccines that make use of, syn- of something called synthetic mRNA. And what is that? <laughs> what is mRNA, Emily? Do you remember? I actually do I'm not. I'm not going to quiz you. <laughs> So mRNA stands for messenger ribonucleic acid, and it's something you already have inside your body. It basically is what tells your cells what kind of proteins to make. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to stop being an asshole, though. That is genuinely cool. It is very cool. So the idea is like we can, if we are, if we can make 
M- make a, like a synthetic human edited mRNA, we can theoretically talk ourselves into producing just about any protein that we wanted them to. And there's lots of different uses for this that aren't just vaccines, but it's like the secret for your immune system. Yeah. In the case of the Moderna and Co, uh, the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, uh, the mRNA is essentially programmed to send detailed instructions to our cells that make a distinctive spike protein. And that spike protein is completely harmless. It's not something that's going to get you sick, but it does mimic what is seen in a coronavirus infection. So similar to kind of the technology that's already there, this triggers an immune response. So our bodies recognize the protein isn't supposed to be there and begins producing antibodies to destroy it. So instead of introducing like actual virus, it's just like a a cheat sheet for your cells? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's... it's your cells went to Ikea. <laughs> I could go on with that metaphor. I won't. because it's You have to build the, the mom dresser yourself is what you're saying. <laughs> but generally, so they it teaches your immune system how to make these antibodies. Then in the case of actual exposure to COVID-19, mm-hmm. your body already recognizes that and knows exactly what kind of antibodies to make in response. Okay. So, yeah. Um, the mRNA, it never enters the cell itself. It doesn't rewrite our dna it doesn't go anywhere near it uh it just tells the cells to create this protein and then the cells break it down and gets rid of it so once you build the mall dresser you shove the uh you shove the instructions at the bottom of a drawer where they slowly disintegrate <laughs> you'll never so, find so, them so what you're saying is it it helps you build the mom dresser but it doesn't redecorate your entire living room that's a great metaphor emily i should have had you write this episode <laughs> no I had to write about tacos. That was very difficult. <laughs> so, uh, well, the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are the first to successfully make use of this technology. This is actually something researchers have been working towards uh, since, like, 1978 or something like that. And I think that's a very important note that, like, we didn't mm-hmm. just start doing this in 2020 as a to, to fix a problem. Yeah, it didn't miraculously spring up out of nowhere. They've been, for the last couple of years, they've been trying to study this for to make possible vaccines against like the flu and zika and rabies so it just so happened that the coronavirus was uniquely suited to this kind of technology we got lucky basically yeah so both of the mrna vaccines currently in use moderna and pfizer they require a two-dose regimen the first dose starts building up the protection the second dose reinforces it and that's not a new concept either is you have to get boosters for other stuff there's just a, a longer window between the two yeah. Or even like um like the HPV vaccine is like four shots over however many months. Like sometimes it's just you gotta build three shots up in that six tolerance. months or something. Yeah. yeah. I got it. I don't remember. I got it yeah, it was forever ago, so I don't remember it either. But I say again, not a foreign concept. Uh there are you do see some side effects with the shot. Uh, this varies person from person and dose to dose. Um generally speaking, it seems to be that the most intense side effects come after the second shot. But I've also heard like some people experience really bad side effects with the first shot and never feel anything from the second. It's all very anecdotal at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, that that's even with flu shots, like people react differently. Yeah. It's just everybody's body is different. Yeah. Like flu shots, people I've heard of people being knocked out by flu shots. I've never had a bad reaction to a flu shot. Yeah. Usually just a little sleepy. Yeah. And generally that's kind of what the side effects are. It's fatigue. It's muscle ache, nausea, fever, and chills. Um, This isn't a sign you're getting sick. It's a completely normal immune response. It's 
all those like symptoms are symptoms you get because your body is fighting off an infection. So it's the same kind of principle. Like your body obviously isn't fighting off an infection, but But it thinks it is. Yeah, it's learning. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it is a sign your body is building protection. Likewise, though, that doesn't mean if you don't get a side effects that the shot didn't work or something. Like everyone's immune system is different, like you said, and everyone is going to react a little bit differently. Emily, how did you react to your COVID vaccine? Um, I had a very sore arm. And I don't know if it's just, no, I, I fucked my shoulder up sitting on the ground yesterday. So that's what that is. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, am I getting phantom pains talking about it? But now I'm just old. Um, no, my arm was pretty sore. And I like, I had a headache and was kind of tired the next day, but like nothing too bad. Like the arm got annoying. The person who did give me the injection was like, which arm do you sleep on? And it's just like, we'll do the other one. But I'm a dumbass. And I was like, no, I want to do the one that I don't write with. Like I was going to be doing any fucking writing. So I did get it on the arm that I sleep on, but my arm is still attached. <laughs> so it didn't fall off. And you got the Pfizer vaccine, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was also the, um, why we wanted to do this episode. Cause we both got the other, the different one. Well, yeah, we had very different. We wanted to compare notes. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I got Pfizer at one of the like mass vaccination, uh, sites and you got Moderna at a pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. So very different experiences. I also had a very different experience of side effects, which was I had none (laughs) for the first week. Like I had a sore arm, like just as you usually do, like flu shots will give me a sore arm because you got stabbed with a needle. Yeah, you're stabbing something into the muscle. But so a weird, funny thing that the COVID or the Moderna vaccine does is, and not uncommon apparently, but you'll get something called COVID arm. It's the worst name. (laughs) And I believe, honestly, because I remember, like, so, okay, so I'll say I got the vaccine two weeks ago on Friday, or who even knows when this episode, and when this episode came out, it will have been four weeks. So I got the vaccine on the Friday. The next Friday, I noticed that my arm had swelled <laughs> right where the injection site was. And I go, and it was kind of red, and it was it was a little sore. It wasn't too bad. Um, but it was like, oh, I'm dying. So I had to Google it, but I was not. It was this COVID arm thing. And um, it, it checked all the boxes. Like, your arm swells about 7 to 10 days after you get the shot. You get a rash. Um, but it's most commonly seen in women, and it's most commonly seen in women in their 30s and 40s. And I think they said it's just kind of a – it may be a sign that your immune system is strong. So I'm going to run with that. <laughs> but so my arm swelled. The swelling went down in, like, 12 hours. Uh, Three days later, I had, like, the worst arm pain I've ever felt in my entire life for 12 hours. And then that went away. And now I've just got this rash that has actually gotten very itchy since we've been sitting here recording. So I'm going to have to go take another antihistamine. But even that, like, it is a mild annoyance at best. (laughs) Yeah, you just slap some hydrocortisone cream on that. Nothing good. Nothing too big to worry about. So Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with my second dose um, because my... Like, I don't know if the other members of my family have gotten Moderna or uh, Pfizer, but they have had stronger reactions. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Yeah. My pharmacist told me when I was getting my first shot to, um, if I worked the next day, to probably plan just to take it off. Yeah. Which that's, it won't be an issue because it'll be Saturday for me. But yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited. I, I'm honestly, for that I'm dose. very excited for my second shot. I cannot wait to go out into the world and not feel anxious and antisocial anymore 
Yeah, I mean, like I, I said in the earlier recording, I'm kind of lick stuff at the grocery store. Like, just go in, breathing all the air. Touching things, touching, touching your face. Everything. Even though, like, I will say, like, touching things is not how COVID has spread. So you shouldn't be worrying about that. But that doesn't mean I don't wash my hands every time I leave my apartment. Oh, my God. I was thinking the other day about that, uh, like, month period where everyone was disinfecting their groceries. <laughs> or, like, See, uh, or quarantining their groceries. I never got that. No. I was just like, no, I'm just, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. No, I had people who were like, yeah, all the groceries have to spend three days uh, in, like, the entryway. They can't come into the kitchen. I was like, this, just wash your fucking hands. Like, yeah. You don't need to, to Clorox your cereal. <laughs> and I haven't died, so. No. No coronavirus here. Not so. on wood. Yeah, God, I am. Yeah, Satan. That's the other thing. Is like I am being so cautious now. Like in between vaccines, like I think I, I'm not even gonna say like you're protected even after one. But like even that, like I'm gonna wait until I'm fully vaccinated before I go anywhere. Because like the worst thing in the world to me would be to like be quarantining for 15 months and then get <laughs> and it. Then the last month, literally before you're fully immune or mostly immune, you get the coronavirus. Like that would pissed me off so bad <laughs> it reminds me of the the time when i dressed up for my like senior screening graduation thing and i wore these like six inch platform heels and i made it through the entire night without tripping or falling and then i came home and i fell flat on my face like three feet from my apartment door <laughs> That is an apt metaphor. And I was super drunk, so I just lay there and, like, giggled to myself for a full, like, five minutes before I managed to get myself up. Yeah, this this tracks for Emily. <laughs> yeah, 23-year-old Emily knew how to party. <laughs> so, before we go, we're going to knock out a few coronavirus vaccine myths. Let's smash, smash, smash some myths. Maybe Bust I just can't myths. Maybe you just can't speak. It's not even It's not about the language you're speaking. It's not about just, the language, it's just my tongue. So, <laughs> myth number 1. The vaccine was rushed into development and is therefore unsafe. I this is the one I've heard the most. False. Yeah. So, no. Uh, COVID-19 is an emergency situation and governments and pharmaceutical companies have responded accordingly, which means pouring tons of money into the development and testing of vaccines. Um, all of them have been, all of the vaccines right now on the market, if they're available to you, they have been independently evaluated and proven to be safe and effective. And you can see this in the Johnson and Johnson kind of pause that's happening right now is, or was happening. Yeah. Who knows when we actually get this episode out, but like <laughs> six people got blood clots and they paused the whole thing. That's how like serious they are about vaccine safety. Yeah. And the same thing happened with AstraZeneca in uh, the UK, I believe. Um, yeah. A couple people had adverse reactions and they pulled it and they're investigating it. So yeah. clearly we have a handle on this. Yeah. And um, I think it was Justin McElroy on Sawbones had a really good metaphor. And you go listen to Sawbones to get the real gist of it. From but he was essentially describing it as like when you order express shipping or next day shipping, when you order something online, like if you're willing to put the money in, you can get things a lot faster than you would normally. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of directing your funding and how much money Dolly Parton is willing to give you. <laughs> this is, I'm, I, I'm so split on having the Moderna vaccine. Like I would have gotten anything. I honestly, I would have gotten the Johnson Johnson vaccine with no hesitancy at all. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like, I was kind of disappointed to get Moderna. Cause like you got to wait a little longer in between shots and just need <laughs> to get out of the house. But 
But yeah, also, Moderna was the one funded by Dolly Parton. Yeah, so. I was disappointed about that, but I also get my second shot a week sooner. So yeah, so there are pros and cons to both. Plus, I won't get COVID arm. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a thing I was ever warned about. Apparently, it's fairly common, but who knows? <laughs> uh, myth number two: COVID vaccines will alter my DNA. Yes, we are all going to be pterodactyls. I wish. Uh, no, as we've already covered, that's not how mRNA works at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, there are just some people who think that, and it it blows my mind. I feel like it's people who you come, I think the people who believe that kind of stuff are coming into this with a pre, I mean, not that we aren't coming into it with like a presupposed conclusion, but you already are thinking that they're unsafe and you will find reasons to believe it's unsafe. I just, this vaccine wasn't developed by Dr. Hammond from Jurassic Park. Like, we're not fucking with DNA. Also, like, what, who benefits from this? Yeah, no one benefits. Uh, So myth number three, the vaccines cause infertility and result in miscarriages. Uh, This is not true. This is misinformation that is not based in any actual science. Uh, So Johns Hopkins called it a false report, which seems to be their, you know, professional medical jargon for some bitch made this up as with most anti-vaxxer things it's i heard a thing yeah are they like take where it stops one thing completely out of context and blow it yeah just in case you wanted something to back that up during pfizer trials 23 women involved in the study became pregnant uh, only one of them suffered a pregnancy loss and she was one of those who was in the placebo group so, so no proof no <laughs> Uh, the last myth, myth number four, Bill Gates put a microchip in my vaccine. And I wouldn't give a shit if he did. This is true. I, am, I for one, am enjoying my new 5G service now. <laughs> I just, I wish it wasn't Windows. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no microchips. There's no nano. Man, if this is the thing you actually believe, then there's nothing I'm going to be able to can do to convince you otherwise. So I'm not going to sit here and try and debunk it for anyone who's interested this is apparently it was something bill gates had said about the potential of having a digital certificate of vaccine records which has nothing to do with what's in the vaccine <laughs> just proof that you took the vaccine anyway which is something that we should i mean it's a very like tender subject but we should probably have some sort of like official i've been vaccinated so i can go on a plane yeah like it's not new. That already like, exists. Like, you have to get vaccinated to go to get a visa to go to certain countries. Like, Yeah, or you have to be have certain vaccinations to attend a school. Yeah. Like, this is not anything new. People just want you to think it is. It's free, and it will help. So I don't really see what the disconnect is, but... Yeah. I feel like it goes deeper than, you know, logic. It's it's very much like, oh, you want me to do this? Well, I'm not going to do this. Which is fine for pretty much everything else except public health and racism. Yep, because surprise, it's not about you. It's about the rest of us. Anyway. Yeah. Before we get on our soapboxes, we're going to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> please go get your vaccine when you, as soon as you can. Like, I know in the U.S. they're rolling it out pretty well. I know it's harder in a lot of other places. And I know it's harder... State to state, so. It can be difficult to get an appointment. Um, I got lucky. and I also got lucky. Randomly picked for the mass vaccination site, but do what you can. If it's available to you, take it. And the best vaccine is the first one that goes in your arm, so. I know a lot of uh, 
you guys are Americans and we should be enjoying this taste of free healthcare. Yeah. Enjoy the freedom of like just going in and getting a vaccine and not having to worry about how you're going to pay for it. It's a free sample of uh, universal healthcare. <laughs> a free sample of socialism. Maybe that's why people don't like it. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> All right, guys, get vaccinated. Please do. Stay safe. Stay safe. We love you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.